Good morning, guys and girls. Tom Panos here, sitting here at the Bay Run, where I'm basking in the sun, getting a lot of my content designed for the next five, six days, scheduling my week, doing a bit of an analysis of the week before, and planning on what are my five non-negotiables for the next six days. Then I can go off and enjoy the rest of the day with the family. And I thought what I would do is just share with you, good morning, Chris, good morning to you all coming on. I thought I would share with you uh, three things that I'd shared with uh, a coaching client of mine on negotiation. And um, he called me about half an hour ago uh, hi, Catherine. Hi to everyone coming on. He called me about half an hour ago and he said, Tom, those three things that you taught me about negotiation have changed the game with buyers and sellers with me. And I don't know why more people don't actually cover those in training courses. So what I thought I would do is share with you three of these there's going to be a heap of others that are going to be covered in the module for those that are in the Real Estate Gym 21 day program this this week. But I thought I'd share three, hi Wendy, of the ones that he said had changed the game for him. So let's go through it. And the reason why I think negotiation is important is that um, it's the one skill that separates the epic from the rest in real estate. If you really think about it, there's only two things a real estate agent brings to the table, and that is marketing resources to attract more buyers. And once that buyer has been attracted, negotiation ability then to extract as much as you can out of that buyer. And what I can tell you is if you've got the ability to be an incredible negotiator, you'll always go into listing presentations super confident that you might be half a percent dearer, but because you're 5% better, the client is 4.5% better off. I'm going to repeat that. When you know that you're the best negotiator in your marketplace, you actually walk in with a strength of authority, with a strength of confidence, because you know that out there in the marketplace, no one is going to be able to get more money for those vendors than you. So you carry yourself with an air of authority, knowing that it would be a disservice to not get that client to move forward with you and let him actually list with a substandard agent who is nowhere near as good as negotiating as you. So here are those three things. Good eye to everyone that's tuning in. And yes, it's a beautiful spot here. This is just gorgeous. Some of the best things in life are free, a nice view a bit of sun, and a chance for you to reflect on your deepest thoughts. So let me go through these three things. The first thing I want to share with you is to learn not to ever give a fast yes. A fast yes is where the person you're negotiating gives you an offer, and then your response is a fast yes. That says to everyone in that negotiation that there could have been a better deal for the other party. So a fast yes is a killer in negotiation. The second thing is uh, 
never put in an offer with weakness. And what I mean by that, and it doesn't have to be an offer. I'll give you an example. In um, When you're a real estate agent and you're representing a vendor and a buyer says, um, what do the owners want? And you say, 890, but don't worry, they're flexible. That is what I mean of making an offer with a weakness. You've put your thing forward, but you're already doing it from a position of weakness where you're saying, and I see this all the time with auction agents, where they'll show the reserve to a buyer at the end of an auction that's been passed in, and they'll say, as you can see, this is the reserve, it's one million. But don't worry about it, they're flexible, like I'm really certain that they're going to take, you know, less. That's what I mean by actually moving in with weakness. And the third thing I'd like to share with you that every master negotiator has is uh, learning the art of silence. Silence is something that we're brought up as humans to mean that it's painful. When you don't speak, you create tension. And it's something that people avoid because it's against our social fabric to create tension in an interaction with people. But what I can tell you is that silence is in fact a fantastic negotiation tactic because what it does is allows to create space for the other party to want to break the silence. And by breaking the silence, they'll often unpack their own objection even further. An example of this is, again, I'll use a real estate example where um, um, a buyer might sort of say, yeah, we like this property, and they start going into negotiation mode, but, you know, it's a little bit further away from the, uh, the station and the shops So the position, you know, it's not the best position, but we do like it. And what you do as an agent, you don't sit there and go on the offence and try and say, yeah, but, you know, there's a bus stop here, blah, blah, blah. No need to do that. You just pause and shut up. Because the tension that's caused in the silence means often the buyer will then go off and handle their own objection and say, but look, you know, at this price, we would consider buying it. Because all they're doing is actually putting forward some information and content for context to preframe that they're about to actually negotiate. So what you do is you shut up and you allow the pause. And the best people at using the pause are new agents because they don't know what to say next. Anyway, guys and girls, I'm going to sign off and I look forward to seeing all my members this week. We've got a great, great week ahead. See you soon and happy Sunday to everyone.